Hello and welcome to Rebroadcast YouTube Monday. This is where we rebroadcast our Saturday live recording. So come on in, sit back, and enjoy the shenanigans, the ride that is insane rhetoric. Ooh, getting ready to start back, ain't it? Or it's mm -hmm. started. What up, insane rhetoric? What's up? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing out there? What's good? What's what's shaking? What's going down? What's happening, sister? Good morning, y'all. What's the word for the day? Thunderbird. That's an old liquor. That's a that's an old hard nigga. That stuff was rough. Thunderbird, like brass monkey. What's good? What's on the floor for the day? Goes wrong. Nothing. What's <laughs> up? What? Why something got to be wrong? I I was just saying he was looking around like he was looking for something. I didn't know if something was happening. I was like, I ain't know if somebody was holding your hostage or something. Mm mm. <laughs> mm mm. <sighs> So what do you think about your 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 your, your guy today? Uh, well, yesterday, ninety um, six year old Tony Bennett, man, he finally got out of here. Yeah, they are. I think they everybody getting out of here. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think they all getting out of here. I think they all tired of the the mess and the mess. They did all this work that they did toward you know this country and the betterment of this country and. It, they probably feel like it's going to hell in a handbag. <laughs> well, so, clearly that's the case. God is like, come on, y'all, y'all done. Let me just <laughs> come on home. Y'all come on. We... Mm, yeah, that's, <sighs> that's uh, like ninety six years old, but the dude, the dudes there had pipes like crazy. Even though he had Alzheimer's, the dude still had like great pipes in '96. Like that's yeah. he did that. He did that. Like the last yeah. thing I seen with him was uh him and Lady Gaga doing a. Uh, oh, that was a while ago. That's what I'm saying. That was the last thing I seen with him. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I have a theory though. Uh, I hope I wish I hope I'm wrong. What's the theory? When they start doing duets. It's time to go. Frank Sinatra, he started doing duets. Yeah. You got, a, you got a point. So to all singers and musicians, don't do no duets. 
Because at least not when you get old. You, know, you better keep singing single. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. So what else is happening? What's that? What else is going on? I don't know. I don't know either. This this is one of them days. This is one of them days. How life been treating you? Good. That's good. That's good. It's been treating me all right too. Mm, what's good about it? I'm breathing. Uh, <laughs> you start, you, he, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, he getting old. Uh, why are you saying that's, that? That's the old people answer. No. Baby, I'm blessed. Yeah, no, no. I was, uh, I'm breathing. I, I'm getting, it's, it's Monday. No, no, it ain't that. <laughs> it ain't that at all. I, I'm just thankful because I know some people didn't make it. I, if I'm breathing, I can deal with the rest of life. If I'm breathing, if I'm not breathing, it makes no difference. So, hey, I'm thankful for that. I'm cool. I'm breathing. I'm good. I can move. I can deal with the rest of. Okay. Mm. I don't know. So, what what's going on with the uh, Ukraine folks? They still uh fighting Russia and uh still giving Russia the business. Well, as I know, nobody told me anything different. All aboard that's going to sh- all aboard that's going aboard. All the shore that's going to shore. Mm-mm. Steam's ahead. Yeah, that's horrible. Steamrollers ahead. How, how many years they been in war now? One? One? Should be one. Should be one. <sighs> It's not good. Know. Yeah. I think I, I'm just waiting on somebody to just go over there and do what they needs to be done, but don't nobody want to interject in that, you know? That ain't nobody business but Ukraine. Ukraine why well, everybody gotta interject? That's Ukraine's business. I, I'm just I'm just going off of I'm just going off the simple fact that usually you have people around the world who want to just interject and help and go over there and start some other stuff yeah i mean i know who businesses is but we know one country that's always got they nose in somebody else's business i ain't here to say no names but well, we they, know who they are they say they gonna um send the weapons we talked about that last week didn't we that's where they, they said they were gonna send they, the uh they was they was thinking about them now they're gonna send them Oh, I don't know. They was thinking that when we talked about it last week, they was thinking about it because they didn't. It, it's some old military equipment. They got to get it off the off the shelf because it's losing its shelf life after a certain year, and they need to blow some up with it before it all go bad. Right. So who knows? I don't know. They. They can't make up their mind anyway. If they're going to help or not help. I think they should not help. Are you, are I know you, everybody say that's cruel. No, I don't think it's cruel. You you would think that I would be for human rights and all that stuff, which I am. Yeah. We got we got too much war over here. We, we a war-torn country, too. Got that right. Yeah, we got to do something about my desk. I'm right up under the fan. I know y'all tired of me every day. I'm wiping my nose because I'll be up on the fan. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I think we I think we're a war-torn country and they need to do something about 
they need to send aid here. Yeah, I, I agree. We got a trillion, trillion dollar debt or however many trillion it is. And we can't save our country. I don't think the people in the country want to be saved anyway. The people in our country? Mm-hmm. I think they I, I think they fine with the calamity. I think they're real fine with the calamity. But, you know, maybe. I don't know. I think people just like Discord. Yeah. I think think they just like Discord and they just, and then they settle for anything. Once you get a person um, programmed to certain things in life, then, you know, they just, they just get used to what's going on. Mm -hmm. And and, And then it just becomes the norm. So I think that's where we at. I think that's where we at, but I don't know. That's that's all I'm saying. I I, I personally, I don't know where I don't know no, what we could so, do. So so seriously, what I think. So so I think I think that people, um, are aware of what's going on. Like they are aware of. The changes in society, they are aware of, of all of the hardships. They are aware of the miscommunications within their own space. They are aware of these things. But I think that that's where it stops. I think that at some point it becomes... it. At some point, it's like all of those things are happening outside my world, and it's crazy. And then when we do those crazy things, we don't see ourselves doing those crazy things. Yeah, I I guess I could I could go with that. I could go with that. And like I say, that's it becomes a I don't know, man. It's like these people are crazy. People everywhere are crazy. Everybody's crazy. No, ain't no, ain't no saying this nowhere. But I think that's how it started. Like, I mean, there's no such thing as normal. And if you under that delusion, then you got a problem anyway. Because everybody does things different. No such thing as normal. So I don't, I don't know. I think that we're in a state of regression. I, I agree with that. Um, I think that people have been given the go-ahead, the green light to say whatever they want to say, however they want to say it, or as long as they want to say it, to whom they want to say it, and they use that opportunity to spew all types of things that that they don't necessarily really understand themselves, but they're feeling hurt. I think people are feeling hurt. Um, I think people are just in a state of deep depression, just really all around deep depression 
uh, for a lot of people. Um, and some of the things that have been going on in the world today, they they make us where where we would be in a state of depression. So if you're if you're um, if you're tired of already tired of getting up every day to go to work and deal with a toxic environment at work, and then you come home and maybe it's not toxic at home, but you're tired from being at work and then you have to do whatever you have to do at home. And then you turn on the news and you've got all this stuff going on in the world that just seems preposterous. Like, you're just like, really? I and I think people are in a grand state of depression. It's, it's like it's like we've been boxed in the face so many different times and we're punch drunk. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think I think that, that nobody has any more direction and where the country should be and where we should go as a country. And like you said, that we are very war-torn. And I think that we need to find something else. What does that mean, though? We need to find something else. Like what? I mean, I I I, I think it differs for different people like to be better you know what i'm saying to to i i know one individual one group of people can't turn everything around i understand that but i think we need to really like unify in our own in our own place so I was watching um, a video, a YouTube video, um, and I think it was, um, yeah, it was. It was. I was watching Roland Martin unfiltered, and he had a video. He was discussing a video. Uh, that was uh, centered around the recent um, decision of the Supreme Court mm-hmm. uh, with regards to affirm- affirmative action. The video was a video of Stephen King uh, as the host, and Stephen A was the guest. Stephen A. Smith. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I bet that was interesting. It was cordial. I mean, really? Stephen A. Stephen A. kept tapping that butt, but, but it was cordial. Okay. At some point, Stephen A. even like called him my called him you my brother like he. So it was cordial. Oh, okay. But. But Stephen A. tapped that butt though. You know, then Roland Martin tapped that butt when he 
address whatever was being said on the video. But uh, so St Stephen King mentioned, and and I'm, I'm y'all go go find the video because I'm just paraphrasing. This this was on Roller Martin Unfiltered. So, so, Stephen A, I mean, Stephen Kane says something to the effect of, and we've heard it on this show before when I said, you're going to be like, yeah, we heard that before, because this is what white people say. Um, he said something to the effect of, white people having to apologize for something they had nothing to do with. And him being dissatisfied with that. Like, he, why do we have to do that? Well, who has something to do with it? So, so here's my thing. Where white people who were born today, I would say from 1980 up, you have a higher chance of white folks already being a part of a diverse group. Okay, a higher chance. Just give me a second. Anybody born before that, it was so ingrained in you sitting at the dinner table that you were entitled that you just do stuff off the cuff when you don't even realize you're doing it. And those youngsters that do it, they, they do it because it's still being said at the dinner table. They're given that, they're given that in the way that they're treated. It came up in this video because Stephen King kept talking about merit with regards to affirmative action, that you know it was good that the Supreme Court did this because everything should be about merit. Why is everything about race? We heard white people say that all the time. White people never want to admit that they factor in race. But you, you do it and you don't even realize it. At school, before school was out, this little boy, they asked him why something was was bad, why the man was bad. It was some something we were looking at on TV. No, no, no. We were reading something and they asked him why it was bad. And he said because he was black. It wasn't it wasn't even a man either. It was like a character that it was personification. So it was a character that was supposed to be bad and they had made it black. And he said, because it was black. I was sitting at the back of the class where the, te the other teacher was teaching this. And I was just 
I think I even text a uh, fire. Mm-hmm, you did. Okay. I thought it was interesting. This little boy has no problem playing with his little black friends, little white friends, little Latino friends. Like he have a lot of different kind of friends, but fear meant black to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. See, this, the, the problem I have with, with this type of situation is the simple fact that um, the only reason, and I'm not going to say all, but the ones who do it, are uh saying things like that is because they haven't been oppressed you can't understand something that you haven't experienced so when he when stephen came kept talking about merit merit every word out of his mouth was merit and and stephen a was tapping that butt with his words with his words but I thought it was interesting when Roland Martin started tapping that butt. And Roland Martin talked about the fact that he himself had worked at CNN for four years without getting paid. So that sounds like maybe some type of internship or something. Okay. But he was working. He was working his butt off at, at CNN without getting paid. He said Stephen King couldn't get couldn't get hired on at CNN at that time. He said Stephen King went to school in Texas too. He's a Longhorn. Um, Roland Martin is an Aggie. Texas A and M versus Texas U- University of Texas. Okay, and. Roland Martin was already working at CNN when Stephen King could not get hired at CNN. He was he had his law degree from Texas. He keeps his law his his license current. Okay, his Texas uh, law degree, a law uh, license. Okay, he said Roland Martin talked about when. Stephen King came on CNN. It was because he hired a lawyer to get him in. He he paid money to get on CNN, basically. When he showed up, Roland Martin said he heard the white people say, the white people at CNN say, who is this and where did he come from? We didn't hire him. Hmm. Okay. His money and his influence got him a job at CNN. He got the job at ESPN because he got the job at CNN. Mm -hmm. He got the job at Fox News Mm -hmm. because he got the job at ESPN because Mm -hmm. he got the job at CNN. CNN. Mm -hmm. And then he rattled off several different other names 
one which we've talked about here, we laughed about when he talked about Megan, uh, Megan uh, McCain. Mm-hmm. Of white people who just talk and you know say who they know and they get the job when they're not really qualified. They got the job with no merit. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But the people who work their tail off with much merit, they did they still be discriminated by race. So that takes me back to a story that we talked about. Uh I think it might have been over a year ago. You remember when the uh HBCU, one of the uh, millionaires paid off the debt for the seniors. They didn't have to pay. Mm-hmm. One of one of the white female reporters, I forgot her name, so don't hold me to that was upset that somebody came in and canceled their debt. But if somebody would have canceled her debt, then she wouldn't have had a problem with it. So you want people, you want people of color to constantly struggle and fight and remain in debt for what they what they're trying to do. But because it's you and you're white, you want it to be handed to you, and see that's the that that's the thing that that's that's what I highly disagree with. That's crazy. Like I mean, we talked about what what was the one of the movie stars in Hollywood who paid to have her kid put into a, a prestigious university, even though she didn't qualify. Yeah. So that was the whole point that Stephen A. and and Roland Martin were making was that affirmative action was put in place for this very reason. So the guy, Stephen Kane, actually said, well, if that's the case, um, affirmative action needs to be in uh, the NBA. Because why do more Black people play in the NBA than white people, and that's and 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 that's and that's a that's a that's a that's a stupid analogy. I'm going to say because well, because all the reason I'm going to say is because that comes easy to a lot of people of color. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of them don't want to do, and I'm not saying all. A lot of them struggle with academics sometimes because the way the system is set up. I mean, because when you talk about a systematic system like academics, you got to do this to get this to do this. When you deal with Black people, Black people think of a billion ways to solve problems. So if you have a person that's like that, and you put them in a a systematic system where we need you to think like this, that doesn't work all the time. So the best thing that they know how to do is go off some of their other talents, which is basketball or whatever your sport is or whatever you like to do that you're great in. When they see that, they put you on the team. (laughs) And because that entails what what it happens is they want to win championships. This is why college turned around and say, we can't, we have to stop using them and not paying them 
to do for their likeness in different things. And they changed their whole dynamic because they was robbing mostly black folks, mostly black people, because the people who was coming out of high school and 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 uh and college was black and they was dominating what they their sport was for them to win and for them them colleges to get national championships and then propel them into the NBA. Kobe Bryant was the last person that came out of high school straight into the NBA. The last. So you bypassed all that because you wanted him on the team because he was just that great off his talent. And, and what's name come straight out of high school? Who? LeBron. I don't, I don't know if he did. I think he might have did one year of college. I don't remember. Oh. Don't hold me to that. Don't hold me to that. So, so here's the deal. Stephen A. and Roland Martin both responded to that. But Roland Martin took us back in the day where Jesse Jackson answered that question. Jesse Jackson, and I agree with this to this day, as to why there are more Black people in the NBA. And, I, and it's two reasons. One, because the teams are predominantly owned by white owners. So it has become even more of white of 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 a, a slave trade than any than any time in the NBA before because the team used to be full of white people. Played, it used to be full of white people back when it started. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But Jesse Jackson said this. And again, I'm paraphrasing that without affirmative action, affirmative action is put in place because it makes the rules clear. Mm -hmm. Black people are put in situations constantly where the rules are not clear. Clear. Yep. Yep. Or they're constantly changed. Changing. <laughs> yep. But in the NBA, traveling is traveling. Is traveling. A file is a file. Is a file. Well, to, I, a, to a degree. Oh, as he was talking, I thought about Jordan. Hey, Dad, that's what I'm saying to a degree. Writing the history books. Yeah. Okay. I thought I thought about all of that, but but the rules are clear. The commission writes the rules. The refs look to see if those rules are being met, and the rules are clear. And then on top of that, you have these youngsters who have spent a lifetime, these men and women now who have spent a lifetime practicing those rules. Because that was their way to excel. 
where a system of rules didn't change. If I learn not to travel, but still make the jump shot. Okay. Another thing they brought up, well, Roland Martin brought it up, was, was the standardized testing. And he brought up the banking system. He said he was in a meeting at the at the federal treasury and he he said the, these brothers told him about how black businesses perform better than white businesses roland martin asked the question oh, okay so that means that black businesses will begin to get loans from banks and he said the brothers got quiet, stopped talking, and just looked at him. So there right there is a system where the rules are allowed to be changed just willy-nilly, where white people, white business owners get what they need, and black business owners don't mm -hmm. because they're black. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Even though they're outshining these white small businesses mm -hmm. okay Absolutely. that's in the banking roller martin said he was at some affair or he was somewhere where he overheard top people in education here in texas actually saying that the star test was meant to fail the black student is set up to fail the black inner city youth. But, but that but that's education, period. That's and that's what I was that's what we was talking about. I highly agree with that. They bank on colleges bank on black students not passing the star test. Because if you don't pass all of the criteria for, for graduating, including the STAR test, then you've not met the minimum qualifications to get into college. And that's what they prefer. And so this test was set up to do that. Yeah, and when you fail that test, you actually pass the test for going into the penitentiary. Right. Because okay. now, now what where what are some of the options that you have to do? Well, I mean, there are options. I'm not saying well, thing. the main option is this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say it out loud. Because if you're in Texas and you're listening to this, or if you're in any place listening to this and you have a standardized test, because I looked it up for Colorado too. Don't ask me why Colorado, just know that I looked it up for Colorado. And they do have a test that is similar to the Texas star test. So what I wanna say to you parents is this, cause a teacher said this to me. I didn't know it when I was raising my children cause I would have done it. Now, now let's just say this right here. 
I'm gonna give a shout out to my kids first, to my children first. My children had me as a parent and they had my village. So my children, they didn't make the highest scores and all of that. I'm not saying all of that, but they did pass the, the star test. It wasn't called star when they took it. It was called something else. It was the one of the first in, incarnations of that test. But my children passed the star test, okay? The first time they took it. They sat for it. They sat there all day long, four or five hours, and took the test, and they passed it, okay? And I'm going to give it out to a white lady, Michelle Polar. My son was playing around the day they took the star test, one day in fourth grade. And, and of course, Michelle Polad had very, very many uh, run-ins with my son. He was always in the principal's office. So when it came time to pass him on to fifth grade, she called me into her office, white woman talking to a black woman. This is why I say all white people ain't, ain't wrong. They all people, okay. She said, let me tell you something about your son. He's very intelligent. You know, I've had him in my office several times. I said, yes, I do. And she saw me steaming because he failed the star test by four points. Because he was just sitting around in the he he wasn't even hardly doing the test. She said that they they saw him over there playing and talking, and he failed by four points. Count them: one, two, three, four. Mm -hmm. She said to me, "I know what kind of parent you are, and I listen to this, y'all. I have the discretion to pass him on." So I know that you're going to work with him and he's going to be okay for fifth grade. And she was right. I did. But she passed my son on because of four points and what type of parent I was and how smart he was. So here's what I'm here to tell you, parents. Your, your child does not have to take the STAR test or the standardized test. You have the right to say, no, I don't want my child. You don't have to. I saw so many people take their child out of school right before the test. No, no, no. You don't have to do that. You just need to say, my child will not take that test. That's all you got to do. If you don't say that, you need to be an active parent in the child's learning and behavior because the principal has the final say. If I tell you how many children I saw going to the principal's office with their parent so that the principal could tell them that they had to go to summer school or they had to take retake tests or they had to do that. The principal has the final power. And I'm telling you that 
people in schools, they treat your children the way they assist you. They treat your children mm -hmm. the way they assist you. Mm -hmm. I've been through some stuff. We talked about a few things I've been through on this show. But never once did I fail or falter when it came to my children and their education. Mm -hmm. I might have failed at a lot of stuff. So anybody looking at this show that know me, don't be trying to call me out. Because I can call myself out. Shoot, you can call their own self out. Shoot, how many people just just do what they want to do because they want to do it? Like, I mean, like... Put it in the comments. Knows. I'll answer you. But I I just say my stuff. I People that I work with, they, they tell me all the time. They say, you tattle on yourself, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, because, shoot, when you do that, shoot, can't nobody hold nothing over your head and can't blackmail you. Who can tell your story better than you can? Nobody. So anybody that knows me personally, put it in the comments, whatever you want to say, whatever, whatever. I'm just telling you that I've been through my own stuff. And the one thing I didn't do was falter on my children's education. They called me a mama lion. You could hear them saying it when I would come through. I walked through the door and they say, hey, mama lion. What's going on today? Okay. So, and now that I actually work behind the scenes on the opposite side, I hear what they're saying about your children. And many times it's what they perceive of you, the parent. I mean, now, go ahead. I mean, I, I agree with that. I, I highly agree with that. Um, uh, there's a there was a statistic years ago. It was comparing uh, public schools, private schools, magnet schools, all those schools to homeschool kids. You know who ranked the highest? Homeschool. Homeschool kids. Homeschool kids. But the whole point was that affirmative action needed to be in place so that you could stop these things from changing the system. You get rid of it. Now, next, we've gotten rid of abortion rights, affirmative action rights. Civil rights is next. Education. Civil rights is coming up. Civil rights is next because, and it's coming in DEI, diversity and diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. That That's how it's going to sound. Okay. Diversity and inclusion. Voluntary relocation. Well, now that's slavery. I know what it is. And, it, okay. and this is, and this is, educational slavery <laughs> like i know what it is i mean it's it's it's, it's crazy it's sick of it yeah they're poor yeah y'all know we start talking about education in schools i talk all day i mean you think about it 
what is the biggest slave trade right now? And people ain't gonna like what I'm gonna say, but what what is the biggest slave trade you think right now? Education. That's one of them, but I I, I think now, I'm sure that's not what you were thinking of. Yeah, I I think one one of the biggest ones right now is the NFL. Okay. Full <laughs> transparency. That actually is what I thought of first. <laughs> but then I chose not to say it because I knew that's what you was gonna say. Like, like you think about like the water towers and the waterfronts. You know what I'm saying? And when I say the water towers and waterfronts, what happened on them back in the day? They examined freaking men and women to do certain duties and jobs for slavery. There's a certain thing called the combine that every NFL potential person has to go through and pass. You look at that and turn around and look at the water towers and the waterfronts and you tell me that that's not the same. I'm done. So let me tell you why I think education is. So one of our viewers says that uh, LeBron went from high school to the NBA. Uh, so anyway, thank you, viewer. Okay, so uh, see, we okay with you fact-checking us. We fine. Because we asked the question, did LeBron James go from high school to the NBA? And one of our viewers let us know that LeBron did go. So we good with, we good yeah. with you telling us. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thank you. Because I don't remember. Okay, so I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, why I think education is the new slave trade. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get in trouble for this one for saying this, but I'm gonna keep going. So again, the star test built to keep. Black students from passing. That's that's one. Okay. Go to school, y'all. Go to school with your little darling. Elementary school. Go to school with your little darling. Not so much in high school, but and a little less in, in junior high school, but go to elementary school with your little darling. Just go and have a, tell them you need to take a tour or you need to go talk to the teacher and then observe what you see as you're walking around the school to get to the conference room to talk to your little darling's teacher. Go to lunch with your little darling at elementary school. School starts at seven 
I mean, at eight o'clock. You can start entering the building at 720. Because you might need to eat breakfast. Some children don't have a healthy meal at home. Don't have a meal at all. Okay. Ring, ring. We open the doors to the school. The children line up. And it's a long line. It moves swiftly, but it's still a long line. Free, free breakfast. Like in the okay. penitentiary. Okay. Put it on the trays and you go down the thing. The children sit. As they finish their breakfast, hurry up. It's time to get to class. It's time to get to class. Okay. Ring, ring. Breakfast is over. You're headed toward class. You know this is what you do. You see line after line. And they have a certain way they have to go in order to keep the order for them to go. Fourth grade go this way. Kindergarten go this way. Okay. Ring, ring. You should be in your class by now. <laughs> okay. Ring, ring. It's time to start announcements. Ring, ring. It's time to start the day. Then there are other bells, the fire drill, the lockdown drill. Because now we have to teach our children how to hide in case there's an active shooter. Okay. Now, then there's the uh, time to leave bell, dismissal bell. Ring, ring. You're walking and sitting in lines, waiting on your bus, your car, your parent to come walk you home. You're sitting in a line. While you're walking in line, keep your hands to yourself. Put a bubble in your mouth. Put your hands behind your back while you're walking. That puts your hand behind your back. That's very prison. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay. We've taught our children how to live in a penal society. If the children step out of line, little Johnny, didn't I tell you to get in line? Get back in line. I felt so bad if I didn't tell, if I told the children to get back in line, because to me, it didn't really, it really didn't matter. Like I'm, I can keep them in line now. I, I can, I'm firm and I can keep them in the line. Okay. But if I didn't let them walk in a line, you'd have another teacher come behind you and say, little Johnny, why are you not in that line? And then I turn around and little Johnny's getting back in the line. I didn't really care if little Johnny was really outside the line. I wear a shirt that says I color outside the line. It's okay if little Johnny walk a little bit outside the line, but they want the children to walk in a straight line. They tell the children, you should be looking at the person's head in front of you, at the back of the children's head, child head in front of you. 
So I learned the lingo and I say what I have to say, but I, I hate it. But I don't see why we just can't walk down the hallway. Yeah, that is, it's, it's messed up. Two institutions that act like that, the military and the penitentiary. Yeah, so <laughs> which which one? <laughs> which, which one you want your child to go to? They buy what and what? That's my grandmother would have said. They buy what and what? Meaning they're about the same, the same. military and yep. the penitentiary. Yep. Say what you want them. Okay. So, uh, okay. I, go write your comments. I, I know y'all didn't like what I had to say about education. But I learned this years ago, which is why I used to take trips um around Texas with my children, with my children, um, because they were inner city children. They were inner city black children. And regardless of the problems we were going through, I I took them on trips around Texas so that they would have would have a traveled experience. The life of a traveler. Which means that they would be exposed to things outside of their their uh, four blocks that they lived in, and I created ways to have them, uh, uh, um, you know, go out of the country with different groups or whatever. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's, that's which is which. My children. Based on the type of life I had, my children should never have done. I'm just telling y'all. But you made a way out of no way. Okay. Well, I, I listen, you know, we've talked about this on this show. There's a certain person that told me I talk too much. Well, there have been a lot of people tell me I talk too much. People tell me I talk too much. I maybe just they, learned. I just, just learned that. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> I just learned that, you know, with people telling me I talk too much, then I stopped talking because people were always telling me I talk too much. But I but if you if you look back at my life when I got things like that, it was because I was talking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Closed mouths don't get fed. So I want to say I'm I know we gotta go, but listen. I wanna I wanna say uh I wanna say good luck to somebody. I know they're not listening, but I'm being I'm having a petty moment right now. Oh Lord. I, I did not just say I tattled on myself. Okay. I'm having a petty moment right now. I wanna say. Good luck to someone that I know who is supposed to be auditioning this weekend for a ballet. That's what's up. I want to say good luck to them. 
I sponsored this person's audition. I don't know if they actually go do the audition, but I, I did I did sponsor it. And I was told that it was uh that the registration happened. So I don't know if they're gonna show up for it, but if if you show up for your if if you show up for your audition, good luck. You're welcome. And I hope that you would show up for the audition because somebody took the time to pour into you and to finance you for your life to be a little different. And that will be a slap in the face if you don't. Well, I doubt that I will hear. Yeah, it 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 it, it I'm pretty sure that you can call a party, you can call the place and find out if they showed up. You for you can find out. Yeah, I don't want to know that bad. I'm just saying if you wanted to know. If you really wanted to know, you can know. You can know. I want to say something else before we go. I know we got to go, but listen, y'all, y'all need to stop getting mad when people, when people decide they've had enough. Don't get mad. Listen. Listen. They don't want if, you to get mad when they had enough. What's the difference? Don't get mad, y'all. Listen. It comes a time in people's life where people decide that they just don't want to do things the way they used to do them. Okay. I had I, I recently told somebody 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 was really upset that um that some work that they had done for someone was um was not appreciated to a very I mean to such a degree it I, anyway so hours of work months of work not getting paid promise to be paid when it's time to negotiate the contract to get paid it's um well i'm renegotiate i'm i'm rethinking the project and i think i might need to let you go let me think about it so this person poured into this project um for a lot of different reasons they went on and poured into it, you know, because people take internships every day. Well, for a lot of different reasons, internships are good. Okay. And what I said to this person was this. That person, because I'm going through a lot of this, I'm in, I'm in a change of, re, I'm in a time of renewal. This past year and a half has been a time of reflection, of observation, of revealing and change. 
And what I said to this person was this. And a lot of people upset with me because the way I deal with the change, I'm like, oh, okay, what's next? I'm, I'm going to see what God wants me to do next. No, you need to fight. No, no, I don't. Okay, so here's the deal. And in some cases, this change has been has been done to me in a very violent feeling way. Not actually violent, but it just feels violent. I feel violated. Can't go into it. So what I said to this person was this. People want what they want from you in order to succeed for themselves. And as long as you're giving it to them, they're fine. As long as they're progressing, they're fine. The moment you stop giving it to them because they're not feeding that same energy back to you, then they're upset. And then that's when they start saying things and doing things that are ugly or they just walk off completely. And leave you holding a whole bunch of balls, bags in your hand. Okay. Either way. Did you say holding balls? I did say holding balls. That's why I changed it to bags. Because last week, or whatever late week that was, I said the P word. So I was trying to be. I didn't want that to be misconstrued. I don't hold balls. At least I stopped holding balls. Those kinds of balls that he's talking about. I still hold bouncy balls. Well, okay, sometimes those balls bounce too, but listen, let's stop. This this hole is getting great. This, this hole is becoming a gorge right now. Let's let's stop. <laughs> Nobody okay. cares if you're holding balls. <laughs> Whatever type of balls you may be holding. Let's <laughs> Let that go. Anyway, anywho, y'all, let people do what they do. Let them go on. Let them move around. Let them do. Let you just you just stop being a part of that nonsense. So, so I, yeah, you you're right. You're absolutely right. Let me say that first. I want to interject and say this. If you are any ethnicity, any race, any creed, any anything, and you own a business, write contracts and hold people to them. And if they breach the contract, sue them, because that's what they would do to you. You're going to get in the game, you got to play it. You can't half play it. You can't be no pitcher and then don't want to go out there and field when it's your time or whatever position you need to play. Play the so, position. <clears throat> years ago, I'm going to say maybe five years ago, a person reached out to me because I had some knowledge and some information about a particular person that they wanted. 
they knew the person, they had studied with this person for maybe like a year as a child, but now here they are, they've, they've um, started a career in this field and they're building their career based on knowing this person. Okay. So they were told to reach out to me. They they did, but they never, they we never talked about this person. Throughout the last five years, I have supported them in a one particular way, but they never allowed me to do this one certain thing I wanted to do with them, but I supported them. This month, I was asked to bring uh, a, a dance and then uh, be a part of a brunch and then to be a part of a conversation. Finally, we're going to have this conversation about this person, okay, but with a larger group, okay. I initially said yes, then something happened in my life where I had to bow out and I said, hey, I'm so sorry. It was about a week before I said, I'm so sorry, I can't, I'm unable to do this. I'm very sorry, but it's a week out. So, you know, you probably haven't done a program yet. So, okay. All right. They said, oh, we're so sorry you had to bow out. Okay. This week I get a call from the, this person that I have this knowledge about. I get a call from their child. Hey, I need you to talk to this lady. Let me get her name. But she needs some people to do to this and this is this and my mom this, blah, 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 blah. I know exactly what they're talking about because this is the event that I bowed out of, okay? This is the lady that's been trying to talk to me for five years, saying she came to, that's how we met each other because somebody sent her to me. Okay. If I, y'all, I'm just telling y'all, I'm the person you need to talk to for this particular thing. Everybody admits it. I'm sure when all these people were in this conversation, they were all saying, but you probably need to talk to, okay. And I know it's a reason why she didn't know it was me. There's a reason. So when, when, the, when the child reached out to me earlier this week, I said, you know what? I know who you're talking about. I have their phone number. I will reach out to them and say, hey, the child of this person Ask me to reach out to you again so you can have this information. They really want me to give you this information. They said, oh, thank you. I said, oh, no problem. Maybe they we can have a conversation. And I, I have another podcast, y'all, which I started before we started this one where we did a show about this person. Okay. So I said, why don't I just send them the link? 
to that, they can hear what we all had to say. It won't be that intimate information that they want, but it'll be more than what they got from talking to who they talk to, because I know who they talk to, okay? The, the child of the person said, yes, oh my goodness, yes, that's perfect. And can we do another podcast with some different people? Yes, we can. Okay. So I sent a text. Hello, this is the child of asked me to reach out. I'm reaching out. And would you also like for me to send you the link to the podcast so you can add that information to your, because this person is trying to do a residency where they actually got a grant or scholarship of something as an artist in residency and they're building it on their knowledge of this person. But they didn't, they've not, it's been a week. They've not contacted me back. In their voicemail, it says, give me a maximum of 48 hours to respond to you. It's been since Monday. Now, I can only assume that you're upset with me. You don't want to call me back because you're upset with me because I bowed out of your program. So when I didn't come through for you, you no longer want to talk to me, even though you know I'm the one that has the information you need. Do you think I'm upset about not giving you your information? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's the problem with people. Like, I know people... <clears throat> who don't like each other. But because they understand business, they work with each other to make the money, and when they make the money, they go about their way. Fine. Bottom line is, let's get the money. You ain't got to like me. But if it's something that helps, and see, that's, that's the problem. If it's something that helps a kid excel, why wouldn't you do what needs to be done? And and, and I'm I'm tired of that 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 slogan. It takes a village. Yeah, it takes a village. But uh, some of these villages are raggedy, <laughs> and some of these villages needs to be torn down and buried. I'm just I'm just saying because that's just what it comes down to. You don't want you don't want to help nobody, but you want everybody to help you. That's entitlement. Uh, that don't work well in networking at all. Take us well, out of here, co-host. I say that's they lost sister. So, yeah, I think so too. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with it because they they probably think that you're better in doing something that they are, and they just don't want to be bothered. So. Because you make them feel bad because you're doing what you know how to do. Well, I've been following some Oprah, Oprah quotes. And Wait, one I'm... of the things, I'm this is loosely, one of the things she said was, you know, find something to learn from a negative experience, mm -hmm. which 
that's been my life over the last year and a half is all of these negative kind of violent feeling, violating kind of feelings. Um, people are upset. My, my closest friends are like not upset with me, but they're like, don't do that. Why are you being so nice? And it's kind of like, yeah, but this is what I learned from that. So I'm good. Yeah. You learn something from everything. Like, I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. Like I say, I I I, I don't think there's yeah. I just yeah. think I just think people just need to have a reality check with themselves. I I I I learned one thing from my one of my favorite musicians a long time ago. He wrote a song, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was listening to that song yesterday. <laughs> And take us out of here all right so you can you can hit us up on facebook you can check us out on all podcast platforms you know what to do it's insane rhetoric and just remember to enjoy the ride that is insane rhetoric we hope you have a nice day a nice life and don't get hung up on what people think about you Hey guys, this is Fire from Insane Rhetoric. Check this out. Listen, we need your help in sustaining future episodes, conversations, so we can bring more of the craziness and the insanity to you that's going on in your community, in your city, and in your world. Can you please help us to donate to Insane Rhetoric? And your small, medium, or large gifts are more than appreciated. And we would love to keep this station coming to you and giving you the information that you need about the insanity in your world so check this out please 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 donate to insane rhetoric so we can sustain sustain future episodes hey thank you once again fire out we hope you had as much fun as we had on this rebroadcast youtube monday Come on over to YouTube on Saturday at 6.30 a.m. Central Standard Time for the live broadcast. We hope to see you there real soon. And until then, remember to enjoy the ride that is Insane Rhetoric, baby.